This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hey, everybody, anybody, whoever, Jeepers Creepers. Welcome to episode number 25, is that right? Yeah, 25. Episode 25 <laughs> of Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast. We're going to talk about some fishing tonight. Yeah. We're going to talk about some tacos tonight. Oh, yeah. We're going to do our first ever review of a restaurant tonight. We This is another thing, like when we... I don't know. If you start something, it could be a clothing company, it could be a restaurant, it could be a podcast, but when you figure out who like the main people in the whatever you're starting are, you know, you sit down and you just bleh, you just kind of barf out ideas. Brainstorm. Yeah, you brainstorm. You 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 just kind of some are really stupid and then those stupid ideas run into like great ideas and some are just straight up bad ideas and don't work and I remember one of the things um I don't remember if we talked about it or not, but we, I thought about the idea of like with the whole taco thing with tackling tacos, like, dude, we could do like restaurant reviews. We could go, you know, take video when we go to restaurants and whatever. And so tonight is our first ever restaurant review. Um, and this is specific to where we live and it's not a chain. Um, I really like going to indigenous places. I'd rather go to like mom and pop hole in the wall spots, especially, I'm not sure why. Does that make sense? Especially as it relates to like tacos. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, for sure. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. Does it feel more, I don't want to say authentic, I, I know, but right? yeah, but that's such maybe. a like, corny word. For but like when you go into the restaurant that's in the back of the Mexican uh, supermarket, or whatever, yeah. you know, it's going to be dope. Yeah. You just know. Yeah. There's not so, much chance you're getting a crappy taco. Yeah. There. It's like. Yeah. So good. It's just not happening. But I don't know. Yeah. That- Nate, what are you, what are you beeping on over there? You, you, you charging your laptop? What's that? Dong. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I, I thought maybe you were making bump. a beat or something. <laughs> no, I, I I bumped into the cord, and of course it it's uh you know got a short in it or okay. something, so it you wants know. to bang and dang and all yeah. that good stuff. So it happens. Jeepers. Yeah, that's uh you know the high class studio that I'm working with down here in the uh, <laughs> corner of my basement. So okay, um, if you yeah. were gonna make a beat, what would it sound like? <laughs> it would start with that ding for sure. Beep. Okay, but yeah, that's. Beep. Okay. And then it's going to get faster. 
I'm like so snorting one, in one the thing, background. One thing we need to bring back, Nate, is I don't even remember what episode it was. It might have been the three-hour uh, before and after from the Fence Lake Derby. Um, we need to bring back more of you saying what if in situations that don't make any sense with no Oh, yeah, game. that was. Yeah. That was pretty solid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm making this beat. Boop. And what if? What if? Yeah. No, no, I that's, like it. that's no, it. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> what if, you know what I'm saying? What if it was great? Um, so we're going to talk about restaurant reviews. We're going to talk about some fishing stuff. Um, I listen to a Packers podcast all the time because I'm a Packers fan, even though sometimes it's not the easiest thing to be a fan of. Um, I'm also for whatever, full disclosure, I'm also a, a rather large Cubs fan, and they can find a bug to suck. I am so frustrated <laughs> with being a Chicago Cubs fan. How, how how many days ago was it? Like 12, two weeks ago that they were like five and a half games up on the wild card, and they completely missed the playoffs. Yikes. Just an epic meltdown of poor pitching, forgot how to hit. Oh, my gosh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, yeah. Um, but I was there when they won the World Series. Not like there, but I mean, I was alive, and I never thought that was going to happen. Mm. So that was that's pretty great. But anywho, um, I listen to this Packers podcast, and every single podcast, like the hosts are just very professional. They're much like us. <laughs> mm, yes. Um, but every time he goes, well, let's handle some sponsorship business. Cousin subs, they're a cut above. Whether you get their bowls or subway, what are they just going? Yeah. Like, they just roll through this perfect read. All right, you ready? Do yeah. it. You ready? Yep. Hey, everybody, let's handle some sponsorship business. Up first is Grizzly and Kenai Coolers. They keep it cooler than the average cooler can cool. That was good. What's (laughs) next? What's next? Was that good? Yeah. Uh, Go to grizzlycoolers.com. Use the code WCB to save 10%. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's getting, wow, okay. That was weird. It got a little weird. Yeah. But But at the same time, though, 10% on a cooler, that's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, you might as well save some moolahs. Save it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but truly, though, um, Grizzly Coolers with their specific lineup of Kenai, which is made for anglers just as far as the style, the products they put out, the sizes of the coolers, and then also straight up, dude, it's 2023. People love customizing stuff, and they have about 1,300 different colors you can pick from yeah. on their coolers from, like, red to, like, teal to the typical, like, like that cool desert tan, white, whatever. They have all the colors and different sizes and they're just solid. We talked about it before, but they also have a really smart latching lid where it's like a one handed clunk pop open real easy or you don't have to like stretch it down. But it's still really secure when it's locked. Yeah, it's dope. Literally literally everybody who gets into my Kenai cooler says that exact thing. Like, Holy cow! Like I absolutely love these latches. Yeah, they're just, they're just. Yeah, why? Why does not everyone make you know a latch like this? Yeah, and, you know, they, because they don't. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this like, is the, one like the Yeti ones and whoever. And again, I'm not talking bad at all. But they're and they they work great. But they're like a hard rubber. You got to kind of yank down to pull out, and these will go click. They just like snap in. Yeah, it's so it's nice. just really smart. But check them out for sure. Also, a uh, huge shout out. To Giltech and uh, Hook and Arrow Supply. Um, that's just that's our that's our peoples. Brian is just a dude who loves fishing, who loves being outside. Uh, he's a car guy. He's a Wisconsin guy. He's an American, and he is very smart and loves the engineering side of designing and creating. He's very these intentional. Baits. Very intentional. Very thought out on all of the stuff that he puts out. Whether it's a a Ned head, which you could be like, oh, it's just like a little mushroom head weight with a hook. How hard can it be? He goes through the engineering process cad designs 3d stuff 3d prints for everything so anything that he puts out it's not just like oh this will probably work it's like super super thought through and smart that's why his uh swim baits work so well that's why his swim jigs run so straight um I remember asking him something about the paint and he was like even though his jigs are painted incredibly well and like I cannot get over that one color it's my favorite mud lime that brownish green pumpkin with like the green hit on the bottom and he almost like he almost like laughed about the paint because he doesn't really care that much about the paint Mm -hmm. he cares about the engineering side of it and making sure it's the exact perfect shape with the hooks at the exact angle and how how, yeah how it tracks and yeah so hookandarrowsupply.com go get you some swim jigs if you didn't know Really, like swim jigs, kind of like chatterbaits, a swim jig will perform well from ice out to ice in if you're in an area where the, you know, the, 
ice comes like if you're in an area <laughs> right. where there's like seasons like we are in Iowa and Wisconsin but in the in the Florida stuff Texas type TVA lakes all that stuff um, swim jigs work all the time um, but specifically for us up here one of the best times where swim jigs shine is cold water whether that's cold getting warm or warm going to cold like we're about to run into a mm. swim jig it's just an absolute like reconnaissance tool um, cast it out crank it back if you get a hit you can either go back and slow it down or you can go back and you know use something else but the swim jig is such an awesome find them type lure mm. uh, and i truly believe gill tech has the best ones out there so love it hook and arrow supply.com 100 percent hunt it hunt it keep it a hunt it um <laughs> keep it a thou keep it two hundred keep it hundred and one how many other numbers i I don't know honey yeah um <laughs> I don't know what we're doing tonight uh youtubes and oh also youtube um we gotta put out a video like asapish oh. me and Nate filmed just a little bit the video's gonna suck um, oh yeah am I selling it um, but of our fencing tournament, um, we filmed a bunch of stuff. We filmed like when me and Nate and Easton went across the road and almost got trampled by deer trying to catch frog out of a lake where there might not even have been any fish. Mm. Uh, we filmed going to the um, PJ's Burger Barn. Shout out PJ's Burger Barn. Shout out. Such a good burger spot. Uh, but we're going to put out that video and it's really just kind of a random collabo of stuff we shot with our iPhones and had fun with. So YouTube, just look for tackle and spell it out, not like the Sand, but spell out and tackle and tacos and you'll find us pretty easily uh, we don't have a ton of followers on youtube i think just a few hundred but we're grateful and stoked for every one of them yeah. um and then on socials man um oh huge news huge news i wish i had like a do i have like a sound effect for this oh boy nope, nope. hit it hit it hey is that, is that a good one no is this a good one uh nope that was a good one Oh, nope. I don't really have a good one. Anyway, okay. huge news. I'm going through all the sound effects on the soundboard. Huge news is we finally got the patches that we've been waiting on Woo. for our final like piece of um, merch to go on our store. And I got the text today from our good buddy, Eric, who also is going to be on the show to talk about ice fishing. Eric, who, by the way, went to uh, Utah. Utah and killed a massive bull. Come on now, Eric. Woo. I'm all with it. Yeah, shout out, Eric, dude. We are shout hey, out that, hey. that big bull. Big bull, dude. I mean, honestly, like, it's funny. Uh-oh, Nate's making a beat again. Um, it's <laughs> funny, like, to say this because we're all kind of, like, in, in the same age range-ish. But, like, to say, like, you're proud of somebody kind of feels weird. You know, like, I'm proud of you, Eric. Well, you to, don't have to say it like a creep. Way to go, son. Let me pat you on the back. Yeah, you <laughs> 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 but, like, I'm so proud of that, dude. That yeah. is so sick to take down an ungulate, a, a hooved wild animal of that size. Holy yeah, crap. Um, Lola and I were just looking at some pictures he one of them is where he's backpacking it out and he's got the the head and the cape and the antler sticking up out of his backpack and this like beautiful like birch tree forest and uh, it's just awesome man so Eric congrats buddy we're super proud of mm-hmm. you uh, but Eric sent me a picture of this new patch that we've been waiting on to go on this one specific style of hat and he never even said anything about his bowl to me he was just like hey your patches are done <laughs> I'm like dude and he's like well aren't you on social I'm like not really dope like it's just funny that that's where he's at. He's so like on point with like merch stuff and whatever that, yeah. you know, whatever. So Eric, we appreciate you. You're a good dude. Absolutely. I'm stoked. You got a bull. Um, Kurt, you're an amazing human being. You'll get you one. Don't worry, baby. Um, <laughs> what else do we got? Anything else? Waypoint TV. Working class. Working class. Of course. Of course. We're happy to be proud to be surprised to be on there podcast network along with the juries and um the jury hunt file stuff that they do along with um uh, victory drive with jacob who's just the coolest smartest dude and has such a rad voice like when if mm-hmm. you ever listen to victory drive it's like well i went out and i shot up blah 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 and his voice is like deep but it's yeah. like he's articulate like he's smart and can speak well but he's got this cool deep voice um yeah make sure you check out victory drive uh awesome podcast great guests authentic honest people um we're, we're stoked to be a part uh, a part of that as well so tonight uh-huh here we go okay we're gonna talk let's do it about what <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell where you're going with it you're just sort of like hype manning in between all so i wanted to keep mm, on da 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 she was right there with it she was yeah. too boy she was on yeah. it um she's probably just getting all hyped up waiting to hear your beat nate that yeah, you had uh I'm ready. You had created 
Beep. Beep. Oh, also, um, <laughs> I never, I never really talk about this on here, and I always want to, and I always forget to. What? Um, I run a small marketing thing called uh, Combination Creative. You can check me out at combinationcreative.com. I do logos, videos, websites, t-shirt design, all kind of stuff for people, oh, intro yeah. music um, for podcasts like I did for Victory Drive, like I did for Working Class, like I did for us. Um, the beat that I made for us, uh, I made when I was like 20. Uh, it was called If It Ain't a Break, Don't Fix It. And, uh, I never used it. I never did anything with it. And I always thought it was cool sounding. So then when the podcast came out, I'm like, I know right away what, mm. what music I want to use. And then that goofy flute thing, whatever. You hear like each individual okay, here part. Here it is. This one. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's actually a kick drum forward backward. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah. Um, snare. I love your brain. Um, anyway. Uh, I love doing that kind of stuff. So if anybody who might be hearing this is interested in ever getting a logo made, uh, needs help with music, need help with a website, I love designing websites. I guarantee you I'm the fastest web designer dude out there. I can usually almost always have you a rough draft of your website back in like a week, 10 days, something. And then we can find, and it'll be dope. And then we can fine tune, tweak it from there. It's not as expensive as you probably think. I only charge like... Don't, I'm like watching your face. <laughs> I was trying to think if I should do like a real a real price or not, but um, but anyway. So yeah, if you're if you're somebody listening and you feel like starting a podcast and you want some help or you need music or you need a shirt design or whatever, dude, holler at me. Combinationcreative.com. Um, I've been doing this stuff a long time and I love it. I love doing it and I would love to help you out too. So we're gonna talk about today a couple things, pragmatic things, fishing wise, before we go to our first ever restaurant reviews, or as my grandpa Bob, um, RIP, I love you, Grandpa Bob, uh, as Bob would have said, restaurant. Not always, but every restaurant. once in a while he'd say restaurant. He would also say batteries instead of batteries. Did he say did he say wash instead of wash? No, I don't think sure? he said wash. No, right. but he did say batteries. Um, and whenever my dad would make a bad joke, he'd say, Jesus Christ, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I shared a post the other day of me wearing, uh, his, uh, musky fishing jacket that my grandma Betty made for him. And when I say made, I don't mean like she stitched on like the patches. I mean, like she cut up the fabric and stitched it together to fit him. And it is so dope. It's like, I'm not a big possessions guy, but that is one of my like prized possessions. I love, I love that. And it has Bob like embroidered on the chest, but I doubt very much it was embroidered with like a embroider machine. It oh, was, yeah, it was the machine was my grandma yeah. Betty's fingers, like <laughs> stitching it on there. And it just says so Bob sweet. and it's so sick. Yeah. Oh, I just kind of thought about something. What? Um, Gus, me yes. and Lola's youngest, uh, calls Dom, our oldest boy, huh. Bob. He does. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> that little, is funny. Little, like accidental double yeah, meaning there. I love yeah. it. That's so cute. Yeah. But before we get into the whole restaurant episode, let's talk fishing for just a second. One of the things I always wanted to do with this podcast, not because I believe that we're on some elevated platform of fishing and we can help all of you, but um, I think there's something really rad. We talked about it last week about that quote, none of us is as smart as all of us. And there's something so rad about a sort of almost like like co-op of of ideas where we can share stuff and um I guarantee there are people who listen to our podcast who comment on our social who we could all learn from mm-hmm. as far as fishing goes yeah and so hopefully there's things that people hear from us that they can learn from and so I I tasked Lola and Nate with give me one practical tip um on becoming a better fisherman and that doesn't mean a tournament fisherman necessarily it doesn't mean competitively it could maybe but just like what's one thing um that maybe could make people who hear this a little better at fishing lola you go first okay um i think for me a big thing would be to practice casting um, cause okay. when I started fishing, I was using a spinning rod and I call it a spinner rod and you and my dad will never <laughs> let me lift that yeah, down. Yeah. Um, and Correct, we will not. Okay. <laughs> and that was fine and dandy, but then you taught me how to use a bait caster and I ended up really loving it and working through rats nests and whatever i mean i didn't yeah, yeah. get like a ton no. you taught me very well yeah um I'm but awesome you're 
great. Awesome. <laughs> Just in general, not even at I that. Am I am awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, but to practice casting, and I mean, you're really good at like skipping under docks and skipping under little spaces that I'm like, I can't do that. And skipping but, on the shoreline when I'm like walking to the bathroom. Yeah. Yippity. Yeah, exactly. You're just very good. Yeah. Um, but I'm awesome. I need to try. <laughs> I need to practice. I think practicing casting yeah. is important is. when you want to be a good fisherman. And yeah, there you go. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for what it's worth, I totally agree. And the thing is, I think you could easily say, um, well, casting's casting. But it's totally not. Mm-mm. And if you've ever been fishing from shore, fishing on a dock, fishing from a boat, fishing from a kayak, there's so many different styles of casting, right, Nate? Like, I mean, there's more than just casting. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and the more efficient you can be at it, the, the more enjoyable your fishing experience is going to be, whether it's, yeah. like you said, in a tournament or at the pond, you know, down the street or whatever it may be. Um, the better the better you are at casting, the the more enjoyable your fishing experience will be. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a that's a summed yeah. up quote. Yep. The better you are at casting, the more enjoyable fishing will be. And it's true. I remember watching a video, I think it was Wired to Fish, of what did what did Polinick call G Man? Grandpa? Grandpa G? Yeah, I think yeah, Grandpa G like or something like that yeah, with yeah. a video of Gerald Swindle. Um how it was G Daddy? G Daddy, yeah, was maybe. That it? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but it, it was just a video of him. Like it was supposed to be like a tutorial on how to skip. And Gerald Swindle, being who Gerald Swindle is, which is super, um, not necessarily loquacious, but like very talkative, like mm. very, very easily can just fill up time with words. And they're all to me super engaging because he's one of my favorites. As he's just talking and talking and talking, he is skipping under docks. And what I'm noticing is he's not missing any. Every as he's just talking away, shit. Right under the dock, talking blah 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 sh- 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 under the dock, teeny little hole in between like a uh, uh, like a dock pylon and something else hanging in the water. Sh- 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 right every single time, hmm. and so I'm just thinking to myself like, good golly! Um, a bunch of years ago, I don't know if it was a game that you and I went to, Nate, a Packer game, but no, was it no, the I one don't. I was at with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> the one that you edited yourself into that. The one you edited in our social where you look like a hobbit because you look like you're three foot one. Okay, I'm not really that tall. Well, you're not three foot one. You look like Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) You looked miniature. That was pretty funny, though. Uh, No, it wasn't. It couldn't couldn't have been you, Nate. I think it was like my homie Brandon, maybe. But it was the only reason I know that wasn't you is because it was Brett Favre. Um, And Brett was on the sideline. It was a game where they were absolutely crushing the other team. And they ended up bringing in the backups. And Brett Favre was on the sideline spinning the football on his finger like a basketball like like up on i think it was his middle finger and he was up on it going like just like over and over like spinning his hand on it you know what I'm, like like hitting it with his finger like you would with a basketball yeah it yeah just, like tapping it to keep yeah it tapping going. it to I've, keep I've, it spinning I've, I've seen videos of him doing that yeah and i'm like wild. which maybe if you're you're hearing this you're like whatever but like that's not a sphere like a basketball and so the only thing that really, and then he'd do that thing where he'd 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 stop it from spinning, um, and then he would like throw it at the ground like nose first, and it would bounce right back up to him, you know, like like back and forth, don't don't don't, which is also not easy because it's a weird oblong egg shape. Look, anyway, I'm watching all this from the sides, and I'm like, that dude spent a lot of time around a football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's really, really comfy with that football in his hand. He's he's been around it a lot. And when I was watching that video of G Man, I'm thinking to myself, this dude is really, really comfortable skipping a jig under a dock. Yeah. Which to Lola's point, the more that you work on casting and practicing it, the easier it gets, the better it gets, the less frustration you get of like not casting well. Uh and yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So that's my yeah, that's and I, my I'd probably I'd probably have to say, you know, to go with that, it's probably one of like the I I guess you could call it maybe one of the easiest things to to kind of like grasp because you you can you can practice casting anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I remember right. all year. Long. I remember yeah, exactly all year long. I remember you've done it you in know, our yard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've done it off my off my back stairs. Like, put different buckets in the yard yeah. and just try to flip into different buckets. Like, you can practice anytime you want, all year long, exactly like you're saying. So it's it's uh, you know it's one of the easiest 
I guess, parts of fishing that you can, you know, you don't have to go out and spend a bunch of money to, you know, learn a new technique or buy new yeah. baits or any of this stuff. You can just grab what you got and just, just get efficient with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something too. get efficient with it. Or like you were saying, flip into buckets. Cause as a kid, dude, it was all about how far can you cast? And as you get yeah. older, you start realizing it's so much less about how far you can cast and where you can put your lure or whatever you're casting. It's more yep. about like getting it in that one spot. Or um, there was that video of that feller from Bass Fish, Bass Fishing HQ. I can't remember his name. Um, but he has that one video where he's talking about how to skip, and he's using that jackal um, bounty fish that weird jointed whatever and he's making the craziest skips into the teeniest little holes and overhangs uh it's not necessarily about how far it's about how accurate can you do it Mm -hmm. do it in your garage do it off the patio do it in your bedroom i mean little underhand scoops and there is a difference if you don't know google it there is a difference between pitching and flipping um one where you just let it free spool out as you keep your thumb down and one where you hold the line you kind of swing it back and forth like a pendulum um there's all kinds there's overhead um casting there's sidearm casting there's skipping there is what i do a lot which is like a quick little little circle cast where you kind of use your wrist and roll it around yeah it's very attractive when you do that a little oh i like it a little a little roll (laughs) cast deal and like i mean even nate and i were talking about that fence lake tournament you know there was times where um I made casts, and it wasn't for fish that necessarily helped us, but um, I made casts with um, the jackhammer and skipped it exactly where I wanted it to. And it was like you could, you knew, you knew there's going to be a fish there. And you go, whoop, you kind of circle, roll, cast it, underneath the dog, next to stairs, whatever, bang. You just knew that they were going to be there. And you couldn't catch those fish if you went overhead cast or whatever. You got to be versatile in how you um, – fish and how you cast and whatever nate give us a tip give us a tip give us a tip what what can you tell people to be like yo if you do this you'll be a better angler uh yeah so i I would say my tip is uh maybe maybe avoid trying to learn too fast or maybe learn too much too fast so i remember uh like when i i just kind of got into tournament fishing and the whole tournament scene and i got like absolutely like engulfed with you know watching these pros you know on live or uh youtube or whatever it may be and i'm thinking oh man i need to i need to learn how to how to drop shot i need to learn how to uh you know throw this bait or that bait or or you know this technique where uh i think i put too many too many eggs in my basket at once you know what i mean and then uh yeah 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 and didn't didn't have i didn't have a sturdy basket to carry those eggs in if you if you will yeah you know, so I think, I think learning, you know, getting good at the techniques that you already know or that you're, you're already comfortable with or confident in, um, getting really good at those before, you know, attempting to, you know, draw in too much, too much knowledge. I think, I yeah. think there is, you know, a fine line there. So no, they're definitely, especially uh, in 2023 with like the interwebs and every nine yeah, seconds yeah. it's like oh the the chicken rig oh the tiny child rig oh the tokyo rig oh the finesse tokyo rig oh the there's always a new rig there's always a new presenta- presentation man i cannot talk new presentation style there's always a new lure there's always a new rod that you have to get and yeah man i think you're right i think it's easy to overwhelm yourself even with what you do on the water yeah absolutely you know there's there's so much you can do with with kind of, you know, dumbing it down, you know, at, at least to, to start with, you know, you can get, you know, four or five really versatile rods that you can yeah. do, um, you know, do a lot of stuff with, you don't need, you know, 30, you know, 35 rods, you know, at, at first, you know, you don't For need, sure. you don't need, you know, uh, you know, bags and bags and bags of tackle and, you know, uh, different stuff to, to kind of hone your, your craft or, or just, just, enjoy fishing you know (laughs) learn learn a few techniques get really comfortable with them get really good at them and and then absolutely yeah you know exactly you know there's i I just i remember just we you you shot us this message you know come up with something and i'm i'm just thinking like where where how could i have maybe sped up my learning curve or maybe Mm -hmm. just become Mm, a a better angler if i if i were to maybe had had simplified things a little sure. bit sooner yeah because uh you know I, I i feel like over the last couple fishing seasons 
Um, you know, I, I've, I've gotten a few techniques really dialed in sure. and it's, it's helped me put a, a lot of fish in the boat where in years prior I was, you know, fishing a lot of tournaments and bringing in one and two fish in a lot of those, those derbies where, you know, now we're you know, bringing in a lot more limits, you know, not yeah. obviously not, not everyone, but, um, and then just even, you know, days going out with the, with the kiddos, you know, just kind of finding you know a couple things that, that the fish will bite on and, and getting some fish in the boat and, you know, having a good time. Yeah, I think man. that's great. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of, even though I don't use it as much as I maybe should, uh, Bass University, if anybody, I think we've talked about that on here before, Bass University, it's, um, it's basically just like a hub of teachings, trainings, how-to videos on everything from techniques to how to run a boat properly, how to get on pad, how to get off pad, how to safely, whatever, um, uh, Bass University, I think it's Bass U TV, Bass U dot TV, something like that. We have no sponsorship, affiliation, whatever, but obviously I'm a huge Ike fan who's a big part of that. I'm a pretty big fan of Pete, uh, what's his last name? Glusek. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think that's how you say it. Um, the Dean. Um, these are just cool dudes. And on Bass University, I remember one time I, I was just on a kick, and I usually get on this kick and like, late winter when I'm getting ready to gear up for like open water I'm just absorbing as much knowledge as I can and I started seeing this like all right I watched a video maybe on Ned fishing or something and a dude was like I keep it really simple in terms of my Ned trailers I really go with like uh black blue for like muddy water I go with a green pumpkin and then if it's something I go with this color he's like I really don't I don't really go too crazy on colors and then I was watching a video later from like Keith Combs with like deep offshore cranking and he was like, oh, I usually keep it pretty simple. I keep like this color for this and this color and whatever. And then I watched another video on something else. He's like, well, I keep it pretty simple on colors. And it was like these pros who are their entire livelihood is bass fishing over and over, regardless of the technique. They were saying something along the lines of like for colors, at least I keep it pretty simple, you yeah. know, and I'm over here like, oh, no, I need all the colors of, you know, I really like mm-hmm. flap slaps. Those are my favorite mega bass crankbait. That's why I have 12 and seven different colors. And these pros uh-huh. are like, I keep it pretty simple in terms of, you know what I'm saying? Like over so, and yeah. over. Lolo's over here going, honey, keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of getting into, into fishing, um, bass fishing anyways, like I, I learned to flip and that was like the, the first, you know, technique that I got really comfortable with. So just like you're saying, I probably have. 45 bags of sweet beavers in, <laughs> you do too <laughs> in, in in all different colors and you use i the same. i use the same two to three colors all all the time and i, I have the same thing i literally have like i have a whole a giant box that's stuffed completely full you know a 3700 deep box yep. in the in the boat that's completely stuffed full of sweet beavers in all different colors um and then i have I think five or six different pegs on my garage wall that are that are filled front to back with with more of them, you know, just in case. So you're start covered. to run low. Yeah. I got you got to swap them. You know, you start to run low. Uh, you know, I can swap them in and out, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> year in and year out. It's it's the same. You know, two to three colors that yeah. I throw, and it's uh, you know, just a you know, confidence thing. But that's that's that technique. Like I was saying, you know, that I, I learned. Uh, early on i became really comfortable with i learned how to catch a lot of fish on it and when i say like don't absorb you know too much information i don't i don't mean like if you have a technique like like i'm saying like flipping absorb all the information you can on that on exactly yeah watch every everybody's video on on flipping or how they're rigging their uh you know their their weights and their hooks how you know what knot are they tying are they pegging their weights are they you know letting it letting letting it free slide uh they using a, a straight shank hook or an ewg or you know whatever it may be yeah um you know rod selection reel selection speed all that sort of stuff you can you can really gather a lot of information really and that's you know get really really good at that technique and then you know then move on and, and learn something different yeah, yeah, as opposed to almost like fish multitasking. Like, I'm going to get better exactly. at drop shotting. I'm going to get better at top water. I'm going to get better at flipping. I'm going to get better at, yeah. It's like, just do one thing yeah, at a time. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and you can. I mean, you know, if you want to do that, by all means. But I think that's the exact thing that kind of 
slowed my progression in fishing. Well, because then yeah. you're, because then you're doing a bunch of different things, not super well. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly. I was just and that's say exactly. That. It, that's like yeah. the myth of multitasking. It just means you're doing a bunch of crap halfway, as opposed to one thing really, really well. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, man. that's my deal. That's the that's the I like tip it. that I could I, I could it. give to anybody uh, you know who's getting into fishing or whatever. So yeah. All right, JJ, what's yours? Mine is, um, I invented this technique a while ago called the frog smash. <laughs> right? And really, what you want to do, I'm just kidding. Um, it's funny how many people have actually like commented or like the homie uh, Michael Mudgett made the little like comic book thing of yeah. it, which was so rad. So awesome. Um, yeah, what an idiotic thing that actually caught fish back in the day. From would, shore, of course, catch, but catch fish today too. It probably will. So here's my deal, and it's funny saying this as Lola and I are looking over at Loretta, our boat right now, and you can see multiple boxes open and like lures all over the deck and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my <laughs> tip would be, and I think this applies to if you are just starting and you have like one little tackle box with 15 lures in it or if you're like one of those dudes, like we have a cat uh, right here in Strum, Wisconsin. We don't even know his dang name. We call him Audi Man. Uh, cause he yep. has, our kids started calling him that he has an Audi and he's always fishing always from shore. He, I don't think he has a boat, mm-hmm. but he's always fishing from shore. And it seemed like I've driven by a few times. He's got a couple, um, like pretty nice, like Daiwa rods and reels. Like he's, 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 he's going after, like he's actually fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't care if you're one of those dudes who's like really finely tuned, like with a backpack type tackle box with some rod and reels from bank type stuff or a you know, a nice big fat legend V20 with a ton of storage in it. My tip is keep your, I wish I had a beep button on the soundboard. Keep your beep Beep. organized. If you keep your stuff organized, it's so much easier to use, to find. Um, It's easier. This is going to sound weird. It's easier to remember what you have. Yeah. You know, like when you, if you open your, um, your, your tackle storage, whatever, if that's on a boat or on a, a whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, this, that can really make fishing number one, more fun. Um, number two, it can actually catch you more fish. I'll never forget one time we were fishing on uh spring lake. Isn't that what it was called? Nate in, uh, what was it? Was it Monmouth, Illinois? Macomb. Macomb in Macomb, Illinois, which is kind of a slept on little gem down there. Um, awesome little lake. Um, and we were fishing with my buddy, Jeff Flaherty, shout out, who used to be a part of. Shout out. Go ahead. Get it, bird. I just yawned. Sorry. Shout out to Jeff Flaherty, who was a part of Whisperwood, which was what we were kind of pre-tackling tacos. Um, but this sucker uh, is a great angler, um, really good, well-versed fisherman. And he's not always the most organized in general, I wouldn't say, with this stuff, because he has so much fishing gear correct nate absolutely yeah. it's crazy that, that, that man's got he's got more fishing gear than maybe i've seen in my life yeah like, it's he's he's got a lot and people always and say like oh you could start a tackle awesome, shop awesome stuff but yeah. he actually could wow yes like, he actually yes. could t- start an actual tackle shop with the stuff he has but um so i very much doubt jeff flaherty is listening to our podcast but if you are jeff you're a good dude uh you're a great fisherman you taught me a lot in the times that i uh, fished with you and one time we were fishing on spring lake and uh we were looking for wipers which if you've never caught a wiper which is a hybrid between a white bass and a striper um they are absolutely one of the most fun fish i've ever caught they never stop pulling they're strong as heck and they get into these like schools where they just wolf pack stuff they're aggressive they're mean and they will just tear your crap up they will straighten your hooks they'll break your rods they'll break your line i mean they're they're fun times awesome they're so (laughs) fun you get one on and it's like this combination of excitement slash chaos slash what do i do now like they're just so cool and we're out trying to find wipers and this is pre-forward-facing sonar, so you can't really look out what's ahead of you. Um, and so we're, we're catching them on jerkbaits. And uh, not super consistently, but you know here and there, we're catching them on jerkbaits. And then every so often, the school will come up and just start popping on top, like busting shad or, or bluegills or whatever, just decimating anything there. And Jeff is organized enough to where he went from a jerkbait into like a walk-the-dog bait instantly because he cranked in his jerk bait and knew exactly where that walk the dog rod was pulled it out fired out a shot dunk, 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 bang and i remember thinking in that moment like dude that's dope 
because he had his stuff organized, because he knew where that rod was with that lure on it, he was able to get a lure in a teeny little window because those things only come up, popping at the surface for just a little bit of time and they're gone. Um, and he was ready, and I thought that was so cool. So that's my tip, um, regardless if you're if you're Be fishing, organized. yeah, if you're fishing derbies, if you're fishing um, from shore, or just you know not fishing for any particular reason. Things are more fun uh, if you're organized and kind of know where your stuff is and what to use next and and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, that's perfect. I'm, I remember, you know, just getting into fishing, you know, tournaments and, and you know, jumping in boats with, with Jeff, you know, Jeff getting in Jeff's boat or my father-in-law's boat or, you know, this was prior to me having a boat. But that's exactly what, like, you know, helped me, uh, you know, with, with the time on the water was I had I had two two tackle bags. One had my hard plastics in it or hard baits with, you know, plastic 3,700 boxes yeah. and that another smaller bag that I had, uh, I had all my soft plastics in that I had like labeled in little, you know, gallon Ziploc baggies. So I think yeah, I had yeah. like four or five gallon Ziploc baggies with my few different, you know, different techniques or different style baits in them, you know, worms or creatures and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that, that it being, it helps be efficient. You know, we get, go back to, you know, learning how to cast and being efficient and it all circles yeah, back yeah. to the more efficient you can be, the you know more time you can actually spend fishing versus right. you know, versus rigging hunt, or yeah, looking hunt, or trying to find a exactly, rod or yeah. yeah, or exactly. Or picking out a backlash or, you yeah. know, having to make 15 casts at, at one target, you know, when you, you know, if you would had to just practice over the winter, you'd have been you'd, you'd right. hit the first try. You know, yeah. So it also helps, like you see what you have and what you might need. Mm-hmm. If you're like, but like, if you see you have something, you're like, oh, I only have one or two. Should probably get a couple more. I'm not being passive aggressive. I'm just being honest. <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> well, what the funny thing is about that, right? Is back before I got a little more organized with our tackle, and that must be love. For me to call it our tackle, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that, if, that, if that don't get me some smooches later, I don't know what will. Uh, but I had this absolute obsession after I figured out how to start, or when I first figured out how to catch um, fish um, throwing square bills on riprap. I got absolutely obsessed. It just so quickly became my favorite way to fish, and it probably still is. Yeah. Um, and so I went square bill bat crap crazy. And I mean, everywhere I went, I was grabbing two, three square bills or I would How go to... How many square bill boxes do we have? Three. Okay. Three full-size boxes and then, well, five. But they five. have multiple in Well, each five thing. technically. Like yeah, three, because- no, f- yeah, five. Three square <laughs> bill boxes and then a balsa box, which is yes. almost exclusively square bills. Uh-huh. And then a custom balsa box, which is balsa baits that you can't like buy. And as we're like made. labeling them, you're like, yeah, I don't think I need any more square bills. Uh, yeah, have, have you bought any since we <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Okay. I have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I yeah. knew that answer. Yeah, you did. But, <laughs> whatever. But I'm just saying, though, like, because I didn't really, at that time, it was almost based more out of ignorance, like not realizing how many square bills I had. And I thought they were cool. So I just kept on buying them. Yeah. You know, and then it's like if you are a little more in tune and more organized, you don't waste all your money on square bills when you have two jerk baits or whatever. You know, you can kind yeah. of balance the whole and thing out. And I just out. also mean like if you are going to be fishing a tournament and you know like like if you pre-fish and you're like, okay, this was really working, then you might want to get more of that or something if you don't have it. Yeah. There you go. Head on down to Shields and get you a square bill. Is that your like announcer? That's whatever my voice? sponsor voice. We're not sponsored by Shields, but we are sponsored by Duke Cannon. Wash your balls and make them smell good. Duke Cannon. <laughs> Duke Cannon's new ball wash, like the golf course, but for your nuts. Now they're never gonna sponsor us. Why? They don't think that they're using their body wash on dudes' nuts. Honey, they have to realize <laughs> oh that's my happening. Gosh. 100%. I mean, yeah. it, okay, whatever. It's if your they birthday. don't have a scientist wait, did we say, at Duke wait, Cannon who's on. like the nut wash scientist, they're doing something wrong. Did we say happy birthday to you yet? No, you don't have to. Happy birthday. Was that a sing or a say? Happy birthday. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Jordan's birthday. Wish him a happy birthday. As, as this comes out tomorrow, yes. it will actually be tomorrow. my birthday. And who else's birthday? It is my wife's birthday. Hey, yo. Hey, happy birthday, Alexis. Happy birthday, Alexis. Yeah. We love yes, you. It'll be her birthday as this airs, too. It's so crazy that you guys have the same birthday. It's wild. So it cute. Yeah. So tomorrow, today, as this releases, I'll yes. be turning 78. Honey, 
You're not. One foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel. Gosh, will you stop Not it. too many podcasts left in me, so you know, tune in while you can. Oh my gosh, are you going to tell it? Go ahead. I'm gonna ship you up. Uh, I'm gonna ship you up a couple containers of uh, tennis balls for your walk. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Uh, you, can you pre-slit them? I don't have the strength. Yeah, he to doesn't cut have them. the strength. <laughs> right. Oh no, buddy. That, that, old, that old wrist strength. Yeah, it used to be there, but it's gone oh. now. It's gone now. Everything I'm talking about on the on the podcast is theoretical. Talking about like casting and whatever. Yeah. I can't actually do it. My joints won't allow it. Honey. Uh, Osteo <laughs> something. But, um. Anyway, uh, all right. So let's jump. Let's jump off. Stop talking about me and my oldness. Uh, let's let's go to a restaurant review. Okay. This weekend, um, Lola and I, my dad and my uh, stepmom, the Joyce, I call her the Joyce, uh, came into town, and this is kind of rad um, how it worked out. But we were in what were we in? Oh, we were in downtown Eau Claire we're for the, the farmers, farmers market, market. Yeah. Um, which this farmers market was they could really probably just change it to call it the vegetable market yeah, because yeah. everybody a had vegetables produce. a lot of produce a lot of beans of green everywhere yeah. you could look and watermelon and then and apples and then vegetables and some more vegetables yeah i was but, hoping for like food trucks well the, i feel like they usually have them there was like an egg roll one but that was but it. the egg rolls were and gone and they were just selling green beans that's not true might have been and they had green bean flavored ice cream no and green bean cider. Why do you hate green beans? Because they're stupid. Oh my gosh. Anyway. I actually do like fresh green beans. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so we went to the farmer's market and afterwards, um, Lola and the Joyce and the girls were going to a Junie B. Jones musical, which is it was a super play cute. At yeah, the like a little kids, theater. a little kids deal. And so it's we had cute. sort of like a limited window of time, like, yo, where are we, we were going to go? Yeah, we were all super hungry. Where, where do we go eat? And so Lola said, let's go to this restaurant. And then as we left to go to the restaurant, it was sort of like, dude, there's like no we had way, one hour. Basically. There's no way we're going to make it over there, sit down, order, get our food, eat, pay, make it back in time for the play. Like there's no way. Yeah. And so in downtown, but I was like, I want Mexican food. Like yeah. I just, I want tacos and or nobody a burrito was and everyone's like, yep, let's yeah, go. Let's, let's do it. So we're in downtown Eau Claire, uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And, um, we remember there's this new place that went in called Guac and Roll. Guac. It sounded like you said walk. Guac. Guac. Like a like guac guacamole. And rule. No. Guac and roll. Like yeah. guacamole and roll. Uh, is it N? Like N? Yeah. Guac, guac and, and roll. roll. Guac and roll. Should we keep saying it? Seriously, we got to stop. Okay. Uh, and um, we're like, let's just go there. And we're like, if we know anything about it, like it doesn't matter. We don't have time for anything else. But hopefully let's just should. try it. We walked in and it smelled so good yeah it smelled it was like okay good. yep this is gonna be good yeah and so here, here's we're our greeted, restaurant we're greeted with a friendly smile sorry yeah, did yeah. you want to do a little intro to it to our uh, review no okay i thought that's oh. what you're gonna say so we walk into guac and roll <laughs> okay bellies churning mustaches parted open for the food oh it's that's weird. Okay, so friendly <laughs> smile at the counter. And we were yeah. like, okay, what do we do? And the menu is up above. And they had menus in front of the register too that we could look at if that was easier, if that was what we wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> they had like tacos, burritos, um, sope, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then they had all their meats listed. I don't want to say it was like Chipotle, like how it was laid out, not not like how you do the line of how you get your food. That's no, not what I mean. I mean like, like the menu. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And then they had like a kid's menu mm. and whatever. Yeah. And so I ordered the, and so basically the crazy thing to me is that the place is called Guac and Roll except for, and that's not necessarily a bad name, but it doesn't to me speak the idea of how authentic this joint is. So, it's like fun though. Like, yeah, it's got yeah. a rad vibe and it's super clean, tons yeah. of light, big windows. That to me matters, like the atmosphere, you know, just felt sure. clean and chill and whatever. And it's in downtown, so it's a cool spot. Uh, and I start talking to homeboy at the register. His name is Carlos. And so I say, hey, man, do you run this place? He's like, yeah, it's my family. My parents cook. They're from Mexico. Then my sister and I help out with it. And so I'm already like, this is so rad. I yeah. love family specific, used local, to be, indigenous. Used to be a, used food, to be a truck. food truck. Yeah. Yep. And now they've got an actual, you know brick and mortar building and uh so i order the barstow burrito mm-hmm. and i got it with bidia 
meat, birria meat. It was so good. Um, and they Man. put like everything in it. And here's the crazy thing about it. And I don't think Lola agrees with me, but um, nothing that they really did or made was like this wildly like unique take on stuff. Yeah. But everything was perfect. The meat yeah. was cooked perfectly. The shells were like, like on it was the like, flat top perfectly. It wasn't the, like weird flavors or like yeah. oh bursting with this and that this but like everything sauce, but yes. it was so freaking good but the salsa the salsa well yeah they, the salsa was more of like a taco-y sauce and yeah. i got like the extra hot one um just to try it and it was on a one to ten it was an 11 because it was of spicy spice or no of of like just goodness, goodness. it was like a <laughs> one to ten on spicy one to ten it was probably like an eight and a half it was pretty okay. stinking hot yeah uh, but I, it also, I wonder uh go ahead i'm sorry no no you go, go. Yeah, I was just I was thinking. I, I wonder if if uh, they're like like you said, you know, they didn't do anything crazy off the wall. I wonder if that's like their take on like uh, you know the simplicity, like the simplifying yeah. things. Yeah. Do do what you do yeah. very very well. And that's exactly uh, right. And, Dang me. Call it, you know. So yeah, it that's all circles good. back. No, yeah. it actually is kind of yes. exactly right because it wasn't a giant menu. Nothing was like, oh, you have a parrot flavored sauce you know like right. it, was it wasn't weird strange it yeah. was just done awesome and so i ordered this burrito and they also have like on the kids menu they have like chicken nuggets and fries and whatever which lola and i are disgusted as, <laughs> as two of our kids ordered chicken nuggets i was and like fries are you this kidding little dope little like indigenous mexican joint whatever um and but, they both love tacos so i was yeah. like what are you doing but so then here's the but, funny oh, wow. thing is so in the burrito i got there's actually fries in the burrito <laughs> which sounds weird but it also doesn't because if you know anything about mexican culture a lot of people um in um certain was it providences or whatever of mexico i'm sorry if i'm mm-hmm. saying those words wrong i'm really sorry i don't mean to sound ignorant or stupid or offensive um but you know, different kind of geographic specific ingredients are used. And in some like enchiladas, they'll put like big chunks of potato and peas and carrots and all kinds of stuff. And so really the silly as it sounds, but the French fries were just like potatoes in the burrito. And so I got that, uh, chips and guac, the guac on a one to 10 is eight. Yeah. Eight and a half. So good. Just perfect. Just super yep. tasty. It's like there was pico mixed in. Yeah, pico, and, red onion, yeah. some garlicky. You know, yeah, just, that's just what, really, like, pico, really that's what good. I'm saying. Like it had onion, garlic, oh, I tomato. Guess that's true. So if you yeah, take yeah, pico true. and just put it into yeah, the yeah. guac. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh chips were good. Um and then for Gus, we got a quesabidia taco. Mm-hmm. Um here's the funny thing. He wanted Kennedy's our oldest daughter who ordered uh white people food. <laughs> he wanted her chicken nuggets. <laughs> And then Kennedy took a bite of his quesadilla, and they just switched. She's like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Kennedy hit that shop vac button after yeah. the first bite. Thunk! I mean, that thing yeah. is gone. And yeah. It, yeah, it was awesome. Prices were not super high. Mm-hmm. So here's my overall review. And just know, we have no sponsorship. We have no deal working in the background where we're just doing this to try and what it, this had we're only doing this because we love tacos as part of our deal. And we really want to help out like a local place, um, on any level that we can, uh, one to 10 guac and roll as a restaurant. I would rank it like a nine. Yeah. Which is pretty stinking high. And I don't know why it's not a 10, but I don't know. It was just, it was just so good. It could maybe be a 10. I don't know. Cause the people were super chill, friendly, super friendly, family vibe, clean, super clean. Food Food was was so good. Super good. It came pretty quick. Yeah. It was awesome. So if you're anywhere near Eau Claire, Wisconsin, dude, it's so important, you know, like we talked about with Kurt supporting local archery shops, um, supporting local restaurants is maybe even more imperative because so many restaurants, especially in that first year to three years, they are living on a razor edge on whether or not they make it. Yeah. It's so easy for restaurants to go out of business. I mean, what's that stat? Like 70% of restaurants fail in the first year or yeah. some crazy deal. Um, and so I would, I would love to see this place do well. It was so cute. People, we're like eating. Food. We're like, oh, this is so good. And then we see more people come in. Jordan goes, yes, yeah, yes, like more people. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> Support them. It was yeah. so cute. Yeah. So we'll post. We'll post tomorrow along with this um, podcast. We'll post some photos of our food and of the spot. If you're in Wisconsin, if you're in Eau Claire, please go to Guac and Roll. 
Get you a burrito. Get you some tacos. Get you quesadilla tacos. Uh, it's, it's just downtown good. by Acoustic Cafe. Yeah, it's so. just stupid good. It really, really good. Look them up on social. Show some support on social. It's awesome to support local places, man. They need it. And um, we actually even kind of talked to Carlos, and we're like, hey, man, I don't know if you'd be down, but we run a podcast about fishing and tacos. And I was like, do you fish at all? He's like, not really. I was like, okay, so we'll skip the fishing part. I was like, but if you would be down to come on and talk about tacos, we've never had like a taco specific guest. He's like, oh, I think that'd be super fun. He was so nice. Yeah, he was just super kind. Um, so maybe we'll have him come on and he can tell us like their process on tacos. Yeah. Because you know? they definitely know more than we do and they are very good at it. Mm-hmm. Guac and roll. Yeah. Go check it out. What you got, solid, Nate? Solid, do you have like any? It. Do you have any places you want to review? I mine isn't quite as in depth of a review That's as right. you guys's, um, but uh, it does it does take place in a very similar situation. Okay. Uh, over the last over the last couple weekends, I've gone uh, gone with the wife to the farmers market as well, um, oh. and and I would say uh, was there green beans? Like, uh, there and there <laughs> were, and we bought some. Yes, <laughs> because I I've recently I'd say over the last couple of years been able to eat fresh green beans wow. and i've hated F them you, my Nate. entire life so i don't know i don't know what to i'm just kidding with, oh my gosh. Uh, it had to have been the invention of the air fryer because that's the only way i could air fryer or covid there. rewrote your uh taste buds could be that, yeah. that that's very good possibility yeah. yeah but uh yeah so uh our farmer's market luckily has probably been i'd say right about 60 40 um like consumables you know whether it's vegetables or uh you, you know meats or cheeses or you know because there, there's lots of different stuff down there so i'd say it's probably 60 percent consumables and then 40 percent like arts and crafts and people just selling products and stuff that they make so it's really really cool um you know a bunch of different uh a bunch of different stuff we bought a bunch of uh uh, you know, like goat's milk soap for, you know, smooth skin. And, uh, my daughter, she has, uh, eczema. So it's, it's been helping mm. great with her. So it's, uh, it's, it, 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 it's been, it's been really fun. Um, but of course, after you stroll around the farmer's market, spend up all your money, you get, you get a little hungry and, and they've had a, a good, <laughs> they've had a good, uh, a good selection of, of food vendors there, food trucks, three or four different food trucks and, nice. um, some food tents and then you know a bunch of different options and uh of course you know your option you know if you have 15 it's you got to start with the mexican truck you know always so <laughs> have to that's, so like, that's, that's like that's, that's like a yeah. standard operating it's like that or barbecue yeah. but i feel like i would still go tacos i would go i you know what you know what needs to happen and i know there is such things there needs to be like a barbecue taco food truck just yeah. do everything you do on barbecue, like they do at like uh, Bucky's, like brisket tacos mm-hmm. or right. yeah, yeah. pork quesadillas or just whatever. Yeah. Just, just amalgamate oh, the sorry. two. Sorry, I just had a revelation. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Um, restitution. Yeah, they do food. <laughs> they do food truck Fridays in Eau Claire. So I wonder oh, if that's well. why they weren't there at the farmers market on Saturday. Oh, maybe. But maybe not. Anyway, yeah. maybe they weren't allowed because they didn't have enough green beans on their trucks. My gosh, get over it. The green bean police. How many green bean bushels you got? None. Get the F out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Green beans only here, a-holes. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, keep going. (laughs) Yeah, so. I'm so obsessed with that right now. Uh, yeah, so we we uh, we did the uh, the Mexican food truck. I believe it was called uh, La Flama, and I, I had built up a rather, uh, rather serious hunger so i got the uh the big burrito steak mm. um big steak burrito and uh, my wife she got uh spicy carnitas tacos and uh i think the kids got like a walking taco or something like that but uh they didn't get chicken I, nuggets and fries <laughs> <laughs> they did not but you know they got tacos and doritos you know so i don't okay. know mm. not um, that much yeah more, exactly yeah. all right yeah <laughs> but uh so so we went and sat down and ate i completely demolished my uh burrito um, and it was big but i was still uh still a little hungry and i look over and my wife is just she's red in the face she's, <laughs> <That's so awesome. laughs> she's got like a few beads of sweat on her forehead and, and she's like it's really good finished. yeah she's it's finished so her whole drink breathe. and i'm like how how are your tacos she's uh they're uh really spicy and I think, you know, she got three tacos and um, I think she might have finished 
one. It was really close. Really close. Quarters. Almost made it through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe three quarters of that one taco. So it left her, uh, left me with, uh, you know, two of her tacos to finish. And I did just You were that. just and the man were, for the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, and they were really, they were really, really good. The, uh, the carnitas wasn't, it was a little bit different because it wasn't shredded, uh, like your typical, was it like you know, diced. It like, was, yeah. Is it that was the like right cubed. Verbiage? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like cubed, and it and it had like a, a spicy sauce that it must have you know been cooked in or whatever. Um, and then you know double down corn shells, uh, put some green salsa uh, on it, and uh, salsa better day. Sorry, Jordan. Hey, and uh, <laughs> boy, yeah. And uh, uh, so, so bilingual. Yeah, some cojilla cheese and cilantro, and they were they were really really good. They were spicy, um, which I love. Yeah, me um, too. But they were they were they were good. I was I was really impressed with those tacos. She was a little less impressed because they about burnt her face off. But uh, I was I was a fan. So, <laughs> so shout, shout out. Uh, I believe it was La Flama, La Flama which as truck. we all yes. know is Spanish for moose antler. Oh my god, moose antler. <laughs> you moose got antler. This. <laughs> What's that called? There's a word. There's a word for when something sounds the same in multiple languages. So obviously, la flama means the flame in Spanish. But like, what is that word where when something sounds similar? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I think it's called a la pucunga. <laughs> the best I could come up with. I'm tired. <laughs> That's so bad. Yeah, I'm getting old. You know, birthday. Yeah, tomorrow birthday. And, yeah, yeah, shout out oldness. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Well, you can't keep saying birthday tomorrow because this is coming out birthday on your birthday. right now. So right now is your birthday. Right now I'm going to Perkins to get the senior citizen discount. Yep. I'm going to get some pan, some flapjacks. I don't call them pancakes. <laughs> but if I'm old, I don't say pancakes. I say flapjacks. Yes, you do. Flapjacks. And then I'm going to watch some get- Matlock after I take my medicine. Put on some salve on your elbows. Put some salve on my joints. And I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. What else? Go back. Go back to Perkins at at four thirty for dinner. That's right. <laughs> it's a wild night. More like three thirty, so I can be home by four thirty. Right. And I call it a day. Make some some weird jokes that nobody really gets, like in reference to specific historical moments. And, uh, I love you so yeah, much. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be it. I'm excited for Happy it. I'll be dead. In, I'll be dead in a year. Stop it. So there we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anywho, so yeah, so, you know, like we talked about it earlier, um, I think all of our merch is done now. I think our sticker sheets are done now. I think our stickers are done now. The new hats, I I don't know if they're done, but the patch for them will be getting attached quickly and then we will have our store up and running and that store, uh, will be at tackleandtacos.com. Um, our, our one sticker design that I'm really excited about, like I, I, I wrestled with this for a while because I really wanted it to be right. And then like always, what ended up working and looking the best was just something really simple. So oddly, yeah, oddly, if you go to tackleandtacos.com, if you want to see the sticker I'm referring to, it's the, um, all fishing is fun fishing sticker. I don't know why I put it on there, but I put it on the hosts page. Oh, because we don't have a store yet, so I just kind of plopped it on there like a little gem, like a little egg. Um, the all fishing is fun. Fishing stickers will be done. Our t-shirts are done, which is just the um, the tackle taco on the front, and then tackle and tacos like the word logo on the back on a black t-shirt. That's just super clean, simple, sharp. Simple. Yeah, yeah. I'm stoked about <laughs> it. So those will be dropping very, very soon. Um, we do have a podcast coming up with Gussie. Uh, in October, the Bass Master not Classic our baby. champion, not Gus, not August Johnson. That wouldn't probably go very well. I think it'd be funny. It would probably be funny. I, I'm, I'm actually excited about the prospect, even if it's not um, Carlos from uh, Guac and Roll, but just the idea of having some people on who are taco people, not yeah. just fishing people. Because yep. um, I, I don't know that I've talked to anybody yet about our name, about our podcast, about what we have going on, and said, you know, because tacos, and they were like, what do you mean? Like nobody's been like poopy or negative about it. Like everybody gets the idea that dude, tacos are the greatest thing. Yep. They're just the best thing in the world. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to ride this wave out and talk about fishing and talk about tacos. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. We're going to talk about, um, deer hunting as we're getting ready for the woods. You know, this weekend, the the temperature is supposed to drop through the floor. Oh, Um, and it's youth hunt. Oh, and it's youth hunt weekend. So it's a good weekend to be in the woods. Um, it's a good weekend to go musky fishing as the, as the temperatures drop again. Um, so man, get out there, go, go explore, go outside. 
get get some fresh air in you and things things work out better like the, our whole thing with positivity and whatever um i think it's easier to be positive when you have fresh clean air from the outdoors flowing through your through your system as opposed to just being locked onto a screen or or whatever but yeah um yeah we're excited for what we're doing here. So, Nate, Lola, do you have any other profound words of wisdom for the people before we call it a night? Um, happy birthday. To happy who? birthday. To you. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the birthday. Love. Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday to you. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to Alexis. Uh, to my wife, Alexis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just... Uh, like we said, simplify things and yeah, man. get get good at the little things. Yeah. It'll make, Ooh, I like make that. everything get better. Get good at the little things. Yeah, that's the truth, dude. Um, also, happy birthday to Charlie Brown. Oh. We share a birthday. Me and Alexa share a birthday with Charlie Brown. I didn't know that. That's Charlie really Brown, cute. Huh? Yeah, that's actually true. I'm not just making that it up. It sounded like something you think I mean, up. he is fictional. He's a cartoon, so they could have okay. drawn his little big old booty head whenever, scoop ball head whenever they wanted to. Okay. But they chose to draw it him on October 3rd. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> positivity is worth the effort. We appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Peace.